Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, once again coming to you live as we do every week from the upstairs room at Half Hill's own Lazy Turnip Inn. Well, I would normally be reading a letter from a listener at this time, but instead I wanted to tell you about a new assignment I got from Professor Talib. It seems that she recently met a gnome monk by the name of Cadfile, who lives here in Pandaria, who has a fascinating life story full of adventure, mystery, and intrigue. So she gave me an assignment to capture his story at his home at the Tian Monastery. I've recorded these stories, and you can listen to them immediately following this show in a new program called The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile. I hope you'll stay tuned after the regular Half Hill Report to listen. And now, on with the news. The Red Crane Society is asking people to donate any used clothing for the children of the blood trolls in Zoldazar. Reports are that no one in this tribe has adequate coverings, but the children are in particularly dire straits. Any type of clothing will be appreciated, but pants are particularly needed. And if you have any unused mosquito spray, you could toss that in too. Insects in the area are particularly fierce, due to all of the blood around. The Red Crane Society will cover delivery costs with the proceeds from the bake sale they held last week. Well, speaking of generosity, you'll find a wonderful selection of products and services at generous prices with the fine vendors of Half Hill Market. Next time you're visiting the Valley of the Four Winds, drop by, won't you? Half Hill Market, open every day all year round, a world of shopping, right here in our own backyard. It's time now for the Rizhak Report, a semi-regular war report from our Goblin in the Field, sponsored by the Keen Bean Kaffa Company. Well, last time we heard from Rizhak, he uh, seemed to have some plans for an ice cream empire. Let's see how that came out. Take it away, Rizhak. Hey there, college. Well, (laughs) I got another sad story for you this week. Seems my luck has deserted me for the time being. But it'll be back, I have no doubt. But right now I'm feeling kinda down. You know, this is the time for the big gathering of boats in Thousand Needles. The one I was gonna make a fortune from by selling ice cream to all the visitors? Yeah, that's not happening. It seems that in order to make ice cream, you gotta use the refrigeration units buried in the cave under the lake. There's a bunch of tunnels down there, and Brivelthwerp uses them to make and store the ice cream. Well, that's fine for the poultry five gallons he sells every month or so, but I had big plans! I aimed to produce a hundred gallons at a time with the help of my ogres. Well, turns out them ogres aren't good with diving helmets and all that, so uh, we lost a few. But the others did fine carrying down the supplies and fighting off the bugs that came to see what was going on. The problem is, that equipment is 
way too small to produce anything in quantity, and the ogres just couldn't handle the upgrades needed in the tanks and the piping. They just can't do the fine work like undoing bolts and matching up the pipes and so on. <sighs> I even tried to get some of the goblins and the speed barge to do the work for me, but what they wanted to charge for working underwater in a dark cave with bugs roaming around—it huh, was phenomenal, just outrageous. It would take me years to recoup my investment if I paid them what they were asking, and of course there wasn't time to find other workers. The gnomes on the boat—well, <laughs> they just laughed at me. They weren't going to help me out. Naturally, I didn't tell them what the plan was, but I think some of the ogres might have blabbed in the pub. <sighs> Those gnomes will probably rip off my idea and make a fortune for themselves next year. So, not much good news on the warfront, college. But that's the way it goes. I think I'm going to head back to Zandalar. It should be safe now, and the buildings are still covered in gold. Yeah, that's the place for me. Did he say he lost a few ogres? Uh, well, leave it to Rizak to turn something as simple as selling ice cream into a disaster. The Rizak report is brought to you by the Keen Bean Coffee Company, a Grummel-owned and operated coffee trading company. Keen Bean Kaffa. Good beans, good kaffa. Checking the Azeroth calendar. As Rizak reported, the Thousand Boat Bash and Thousand Needles wraps up its festivities today. So we hope you had a chance to enjoy this early summertime event. And in just a couple of days, heroes from all over Azeroth will arrive in Pandaria for the week-long Deep Wind Dunk which, from what I can gather, can only be described as a cross between a sporting event and a tavern brawl. So, enjoy that, I guess. And in just a little under two weeks, the Midsummer Fire Festival will be here. It's time now for our weekly feature, The Inside Story, with everyone's favorite Draenei food and lodging critic, Velmic. So, Velmec, last time we talked, you told us you were going to visit Thunder Totem in the Broken Isles. How was it? And more importantly, how was the trip with your wife Daolin and your cute little adopted daughter Alice to Kul Tiras? Did you guys get Daolin settled back with the 7th Legion? Hey there, Tosh. Yes, yes, thank you. We sailed on beautiful Proudmoor Admiralty ship from Stormwind to Boralus, and Demesis even go along too. Alice loved the ship and was very excited to see Boralus again, but was very sad when time to say goodbye to Taolin. Oh, I imagine she was very sad. Did um, did she go along with you and Demesis to Thunder Totem? Well, yes, but that was not the original plan. She and Demesis were supposed to go back to Halfhill together, but Alice was so sad that Demesis and I decided all to go to Thunder Totem together and visit Hammer's Cradle Inn. Well, I'm sure that helped raise all of your spirits. So, tell us about Thunder Totem and the inn there. Okay, so, first of all, Thunder Totem itself is amazing place. An impressive round structure sitting on top of giant stone mountain. It is main city for High Mountain Torin, and there is their leader, High Chieftain Mela High Mountain. 
the torrent were very welcoming, and guards there even let us take elevator down from main level to Hall of Chieftains. <laughs> I think maybe they let us go because Alice was so cute. <laughs> I bet you're right. You know, there's an old Pandaren saying about that. Let, let me see, how does it go? Oh yeah, I remember. Little girls, like butterflies, need no excuse. Hmm, are you sure that this Pandaren saying? I am thinking maybe I hear that someplace else. Well, if it isn't, it should be. Anyway, you were saying about the Hall of Chieftains? Right, well, it is very interesting room. You know that whole center floor is a drum? Well, Alice saw that. She ran out onto it and started jumping up and down and giggling. Of course, the missus and I run out to get her. And as we're running, we started bouncing too. I think I even heard the missus giggle a little. Anyway, Torin were very nice about it, even though all Torin clan leaders were there in council. But guards did politely ask us to leave. So from there, we take elevator back up and go to Hammer's Cradle Inn. Okay, and how was it? Eh, you know, I am sorry to say this, but this is not a very cozy inn. It has few hammocks for sleeping and some sort of water pool. But other than some sort of shrine in middle, a few kite decorations and weapons displayed, there isn't much to say about inn. Innkeeper Ernu Mesa Wind keeps very limited menu. They did have nice moist Azunian feta with thunder totem rice cakes, and the Mises and Alice enjoyed high mountain fry bread. But all in all, this is not a very comfortable place. There was no fireplace or even place for sitting. You know, I am thinking that this wasn't even originally an inn. It seemed more like some sort of shrine or storage place. Wow, that sounds like it was really disappointing. A little bit, yes. I was expecting much more from looks of rest of Thunder Totem. I did find postcard with nice picture of High Mountain on it and was going to send you one, but they didn't have them for sale. So, not much to say about it. Well, you told us a little bit about the Hall of Chieftains. How about the rest of Thunder Totem? Well, two interesting things we find on main level. We talked to archaeologist Lessa Moonwater, who is from Thunder Bluff, who was there to study about Huln High Mountain, who she said was greatest Torin ever. I guess I don't know about that. I was thinking it was Bane Bloodhoof. After that, Demesis visit with bowvender Shale Greyfeather, who asked her to deliver some arrows to Hemet Nessingwery, because she was wanting them to hunt with bows and arrows instead of guns and gadgets. So we make a little trip to Nessingwery's retreat. I don't think Hemet thought much of idea and was going to use arrows for kindling. Then asked Demesis if she wanted to join hunting party. Oh my, I know, right? Anyway, Demesis make polite no, and we all head back to Thunder Totem for to take long trip home. Wow, well, after a couple of weeks of five crystal ratings, it sounds like this trip was a bit of a disappointment. I almost hate to ask, but what's your rating of Hammer's Cradle in Thunder Totem? I was going to give in one crystal, but the Mrs. and Alice said that not be nice to Torrens there. So I give two crystals because all Torrens there were so hospitable and nice to us, and 
It is interesting place. Well, there you have it, folks. If you're in High Mountain in the Broken Isles, sounds like Thunder Totem is an interesting place to visit, but you may not want to stay at the inn there. So, where to next week, Velmic? I think next week I'll be staying here in Penderia to be close to Alice. So, I am going to visit inn at Village of Wonkeg in Kunlai Summit. We'll look forward to hearing about that. Until next week, Dionys Aka, my friend. Dionys Akatosh. See you next week. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, where the elite meet to eat and drink. Come visit us, won't you? And when you do, be sure to ask Den Den for a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Well, thanks for joining me again this week, folks. And be sure to stay tuned immediately following this broadcast for the Gadget and CAD File Chronicles. See you next time. And remember, free Pandaria. Welcome to this first installment of The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile, a series of stories I recorded with Brother Cadfile, a gnomish monk who has retired to the Tian Monastery, about his amazing adventures with Gadget, a gnomish engineer who has a knack for getting involved in some real mysteries around Azeroth. So, let's get right to it. Hello, um, Brother Cadfile. Uh, my name is Tash Mafuni. Professor Talib sent me to see you? Well, well, hello there, young Pandaren. Yes, please, please, come in, sit down. She she told me you might be dropping by, and please, just Cadfile will do, not Brother Cadfile. Um, would you like some tea? Why, yes, thank, thank you. Um, so, Cadfile, I understand from the professor that you have quite a number of very interesting stories about you and your association with Gadget that... People might be interested in hearing. Would you mind terribly if I recorded them and shared them with our listeners? My goodness, I didn't quite know that's what it was going to be about, but uh, I would certainly be happy to share some of our stories with you and your listeners, but I have to say that Gadget would do a much better job than I, but sadly she's um, not around anymore. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> I see you may have misunderstood me. Uh, as far as I know, she's still alive. I just, uh, I don't know where she is. But that's a whole other story. Well, my gracious, there are so many stories, one hardly knows where to begin. Um, perhaps one of our earliest adventures? Uh, that, that would be wonderful. Please, go ahead. Well, very well then. So... This particular story happened many years ago when I had just begun my association with Gadget, who is one of the most remarkable gnomes I have ever known. In addition to her considerable engineering skills, she was possessed of a singular sagacity that allowed her to unravel the naughtiest of problems and mysteries. Well, of course, this made her quite notable amongst the constabulary and nobles throughout Azeroth, when faced with a mystery, and her services were frequently called upon. Well, 
as I said, this was a number of years ago when Gadget and I were keeping rooms in Ironforge. On this particular day, we were sharing a light early repast at the Stonefire Tavern when she received a letter delivered by messenger. She noted the envelope, paper, and handwriting, pursed her lips, and eyed me with a mischievous grin. Well, my dear Cadfile, it looks like Lieutenant Lane has found himself out of his depth once again, and from the looks of this letter, he is in Westfall. Care for a bit of an outing? Well, as always, I was amazed by her ability to glean such detail from a mere glance. I say, Gadget, I see how you can know the letter is from Lane, but how on Azeroth can you know he is in Westfall? She looked at me and said, Ah, my dear Cadfile, once again you see, but fail to observe. Note the smudge on the corner of the envelope. Clearly this is a human male thumb smudge, and the color and the few grains of soil caught in the edges of the envelope are unique to the soils of Westfall. Remarkable gadget, I replied. Well, what does the good lieutenant have to say? She grinned at me and used a clever little tool she kept with her to neatly open the envelope. She read, and her pink eyebrows rose slightly. Double homicide and a single equicide. Murder is the case, Cadfile. Let us be off with all haste. And with that, we were indeed off in Gadget's remarkable flying machine, leaving Dunmarogue and flying south to Westfall through a gray and dreary day. We arrived on the scene to find Lieutenant Lane and several Stormwind investigators, along with the bodies of two humans, one farmer Furlbrow and his wife Verna, and their horse, whose name I never got, who was broken under the remains of the wagon. Well, Lane, I see you and your investigators are doing your usual wonderful job of trampling out all the evidence, she said. Hello, Gadget, Cadfile, Lane said with a brief nod. I see you got my message. Quite a mess we have here. Two bodies and the only possible witnesses are those unreliable layabouts over there at Jansen's stead. Care to give us a hand and see if you can get any of them to talk? Gadget frowned briefly and swept her full mane of lustrous pink hair back across her shoulders. Hardly an adequate use of my talents, Lane, but if you insist. Come, Cadfile, let us see what we can glean from these fine people. Well, fine people was a somewhat overgenerous description of the disreputable group milling about in what had once been a fine farmstead, fallen on hard times. Many of them looked like they had been rough sleeping for quite some time, and all could have used some decent bathing and a good meal. Gadget approached one, and with the greatest of discretion, offered a few coppers for whatever information he might be willing to give. Well, my goodness, you would have thought she had insulted his honor, and this ruffian squared off with Gadget, using the coarsest language to challenge her. Little did he know, of course, that gnomes, despite our relatively diminutive size, are quite capable of handling ourselves in such a situation, and Gadget soon had him laid out, 
whereupon he was beset upon by a group of ragamuffins, who proceeded to take advantage of his unconscious state to help themselves to his clothing and meager possessions. Gadget received a scrape or two in the process, but fortunately I am possessed of no small skill in healing, if I may be so immodest to say, which was frequently called upon in my association with Gadget, who was sometimes in the habit of putting herself into such situations. <clears throat> we repeated this process several times and collected a few clues, only two of which Gadget after a brief consultation with Lieutenant Lane, felt were worth pursuing. Come, Cadfile, she said. There are some gnolls and murlocs mixed up in this business. We must pay them a visit. Murlocs, I said to her. Really, must we, Gadget? Do you not recall that unpleasantness at Crystal Lake last year? She grinned and winked at me over her shoulder as she eagerly bounced off with me trailing in her enthusiastic wake. I have never been overly fond of either gnolls or murlocs as they are collectively pugnacious as races. My expectations were met and we found it necessary to engage in fisticuffs and even worse to collect what seemed to me but a few meager clues we got some bits of red cloth, and a few scraps of letters. But Gadget seemed quite energized by these tidbits, and I heard her muttering under her breath as we returned to Lieutenant Lane. Could it be? After all this time... I say, speak up, Gadget, I said as I jogged alongside her. What could these tattered papers and bits of rags possibly mean? She looked at me with a furrowed brow. They could mean many things, dear Cadfile. How well do you know the history of Westfall and the rebuilding of Stormwind? I thought for a moment and said I recalled reading about some bad business between the stonemasons and the nobles of Stormwind, riots over payments and such, but what could that possibly have to do with this unfortunate affair? Ah, she said, what indeed. But these bits of red cloth and these letters point to something nefarious. It's an ill wind that blows, and if I am not greatly mistaken, I suspect it blows from Moonbrook, and it carries with it the smell of the Defias Brotherhood. <laughs> My gracious, would you look at the time? I do have a tendency to ramble on. I'm afraid I have some patience to attend to, my fine young Pandaren, so we must continue this another time. Well, I don't know what to say. I'd, I'd like that very much, Brother Cadfile. You've left us with quite an intriguing mystery, and I'm sure that all of our listeners will look forward to hearing what happens next. Thanks for listening to this first installment of The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile, brought to you by Krog's Fine Female Leathers. Visit Krog and his team of leather artisans in Orgrimmar or Horde City near you. Krog's Leathers, fit, form, function, and fashion.
This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. Thank <laughs> you.